Well, hello, 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 hello. How's everybody doing? I am elated. This is my last episode of the year. Can you believe it? We are wrapping up the year for 2022. Today is December 31st, 2022. Welcome to Eternal Well of Life podcast, y'all. It's been a while, but can I tell you how excited I am to be back here with you? My name is Dina Shackleton. I am your host. I am your podcaster, life coach. I am your spiritual guide slash minister. Listen, at the end of the day, I'm just your sister in Christ. Can I tell you how happy I am to be back here? I know it's been a while. I know. But so much has happened. And I needed a time. I needed a moment to kind of regroup and get myself prepared for 2023. But I'm here now. And I'm excited to talk to you. This episode is a wrapping of my year. A wrapping of our year. And most importantly, it is the episode I choose to give a testimony. My testimony. My journey. And how I got all the way to this point. And not to mention give you some solid tools on how to start the new year and potentially finish today strong. It's not too late, you know. We still got several hours to go before this year is over. Like I'm wrapping up this episode, this is my final stretch. This is the finish the year strong Dina moment. This is where I promised myself and I promised God I was going to finish my episode, wrap it up with a bow and allow it to be the last thing that I do for the year for the kingdom of God. And I am so excited to do that. Listen, what have you guys been up to? How was your Christmas? Well, what I like to call Chris, not Christmas, but Christ. (laughs) You know, a lot of times we celebrate Christmas And we don't really realize all the rituals and things that we do, what they signify and what they really are truly, like do research and find out. Um, The way that my family and I celebrate what you all call Christmas um, is we genuinely do believe that though we don't know the actual date of when Jesus Christ was born, we decide that we are definitely going to celebrate the fact that We have such a loving God that he was willing to come in human form in order to manifest what was already established in heaven. And that is, he's king. He's the name above all names. He came to be the ultimate atonement so that we no longer have to do the kind of atonement that they used to do in the Old Testament. If that's not something to celebrate, That now we can have direct access to God. That now we are able to talk to God directly. We don't have to go through a priest. We don't have to go through anyone. Because we have Jesus who died on the cross, removed the fail, 
and left us with the gift of the Holy Spirit, which gets to dwell in us if we allow. How beautiful is that? If that's not a celebration, I don't know what is. The birth of Christ, I don't know what is. But moving right along. Moving right along. All right, guys. Enough of all of the little bantering of talk. Welcome to Eternal World of Life. If you haven't been here before, I want to say welcome to you. I want to say congratulations on coming to the podcast. This is where you can, this is a virtual lounge where you can get comfort. You can get an accountable partner to to root for you. Where you can get some words of wisdom to, to attach to your life in a tangible way, applicable way. It's absolutely beautiful. And this is also where you can take a moment, take a deep breath, and know that you are valued and loved and prayed for, even though we haven't met. Because this is the ministry in which God has provided me. I would definitely um, urge you to go back to the beginning of all the episodes and just kind of like go through it and get to know who I am, get to know who who your sister in Christ is and, and her heart for you. Um, this ministry here is long time coming. The Lord gave me eternal well of life um, center. And this, I say back in 2013, and I just didn't know what to do with it. I did not know how I was supposed to take that information and turn it into something tangible. Because back in the day, whew, excuse me, I guess I'm still, I still got some extra oxygen in my system from this morning. <laughs> because back in the day, people weren't really embracing um, health and wellness coaches. In fact, I didn't even have language for what it is that I did. What I can tell you is that it started back out in 2003. Um, I have two children. I have a son who will be 20 years old January 2nd. Shout out to you, Dion. And he actually was my first guest on this podcast, which is super awesome for me to say. Um, He will be returning for 2023. Um, We'll see the transformation from him as my son and as me being his mother and what that journey is like for 2023, the, the transformation. Um, for 2023, we'll also have my daughter as my guest. What it's like to be my daughter and what she's learned from me and what's going on in her world and her life. It just allows you to see the different layers of, of life and the things that I've been fortunate enough by the Holy Spirit to apply that makes them who they are. The stewardship that I was afforded and how it turned out, I didn't always do it right, I'll tell you that much. But, you know, at the end, God's grace is sufficient. So to continue what I was saying to you, back in 2003, I had my son. He is 19 currently. He'll be 20 on Monday, actually, um, on the 2nd of January. And my daughter will be 17 on the 6th. of this week coming in January. And so um, I had him in 2003 and 
it turned out that my baby boy at that time um, ended up getting eczema. Um, he wasn't born with eczema on him. I'm not sure exactly what triggered it. Um, I had a doctor who had suggested that I give him goat milk um, because for whatever reason, I was having some difficulty with breastfeeding and I wanted to try this whole goat milk thing. And I personally feel like that was the trigger um, that caused him to to have eczema. That's that's just my that's just my thought process because um, he was fine up until then. But at the same time, who knows? I have um, environmental allergies. His father has food allergies. The two combination could have developed eczema as well because we've I've read and I understand that those are dynamics that could have taken place. But I do believe that had I continued to breastfeed him properly and not introduce him into dairy, especially dairy from another animal, um, very early on in his life, maybe it would not have triggered it as early. Who knows? But we'll never know, right? Bottom line is he had eczema. It was very, very um, bad all over his body. I'm talking like 74% maybe all over his body. The only place he didn't have eczema was on his face for too long. He had it on his cheeks a little while and then it went away, but he had it all over his body and he would scratch. And this went on for many months, all the way into his toddlership. And I did every kind of research a mother knows how to do in order to get the best dermatologist, the dermatologist that specialize in um, the, the melanin of African-American people, um, thinking that perhaps they would have more um, experience considering the fact that they've dealt with it. Um, And what I pretty much got was a lot of steroid creams, um, suggestions on how to uh, treat his skin in terms of um, putting um, emollients and and things like that onto his skin. And it was just very science, um, very science-based, very topical-based. No one ever really described to me what eczema was. I just assumed it was a skin disease. And I got so tired of seeing my baby, just my little toddler, just suffer. And I started doing some research on my own. And as I started doing this research, I found that eczema was not a skin disease. Um, It was an allergy. It was a response to an allergy. And I thought, what? It's been two years. No doctor, no dermatologist has said anything to me about this. I assumed that it was a skin disease that he was born with. Well, I was, I thought to myself, well, if this is an allergy, what is he allergic to? And it's, to me, what seemed like it was a no brainer. I literally went and made an appointment with an allergist because to me that was the next best step right if he's having an allergy um reaction an allergic reaction rather then let me see an allergist so i did that come to find out this child was allergic to everything that i was feeding him so no wonder he was flaring up on a regular basis and i found it bewildering and i couldn't understand for the life of me how is it possible that me 
who believes that I am a very diligent person in following rules and rules and so forth around medical, the medical field. How is it possible that I missed this? How did I miss this? How did I go and and um and and not see that? How how is it possible that a doctor rather did not tell me that this was an allergy and this is how you take care of the allergy? No one said it to me. People who are medical doctors never ever said this to me. And so this began the journey of me trusting my own thoughts, my intuition, and starting to do research. I started to do more research. I'm like, okay. So he was allergic to all these foods, which means I had to take all these foods out of his diet and find a way to cook for him. He was allergic to gluten. He was allergic to fish. He was allergic to certain meats. He was allergic to anything that has wheat in it. He was, I mean, milk, and which meant no cheese, and it, it gluten, which meant no pasta, no rice. I mean, it was crazy. And here I am. I'm, I'm, my family's from Haitian descent, and we love to cook. I'm an excellent cook. And I'm thinking, well, how am I going to feed this kid? I had to literally start researching how to find food replacements for those things that we normally cook in our culture and, and in our home. And I started to do some deep diving research. I found this mommy blog, and on the blog, they talked about how bad dairy was for eczema. And I thought, well, I give him dairy every day. Oh my gosh. Well, what, what are the alternatives? And that's when I was exposed to the ideology of like soy milk and rice milk and, and, and almond milk and coconut milk and all these things. And he was allergic to nuts. So nut, any nut milk was just out of, it was just not an option. And oat milk at the time wasn't a thing per se. So it was rice milk that I had chose to give him and soy milk. Found out with soy milk, it wasn't that good for men, for the male species, because it had high um, estrogen in it. And so we just stayed with rice milk. And let me tell you, that is the journey. That is the beginning of me becoming well-informed about the anatomy of the human body, about me trusting what I know, because I thought to myself, okay, clearly I can't trust these doctors to really advocate for me. I have to advocate for myself. This is my son's body. I need to study it. I need to understand it. And I need to find a cure. The word cure has never even been an option when I went to the doctor. The idea that my son could be cured was not realistic, according to the dermatologists. And I've seen about seven of them at this point. And so I went ahead and I said, okay, so he's allergic to all these things. What renders the, the skin to be healthy? So I went ahead, started doing some research, started buying books, went to Barnes and Noble, sat in there in the science area, what have you. Well, the skin is called a dermis. All right, well, what makes a dermis healthy? And I started finding out things about um, vitamin Bs and how that helps heal internally and omegas and 
just all the vitamins and minerals that a body needs in order to cause the actual skin to become healthy. I started doing that research. I started, and and once I realized what those things were, I'm like, okay, well, what foods have those things in it? Because in my mind, if I could heal him internally, it would show out externally. To me, it seemed like common sense, but never did a doctor ever mention those things to me. This was literally the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I promise you. Because it's not like I went to medical school or anything. In fact, I was into the fashion and hair industry. I have a degree in fashion merchandising. And I was in the salon for many years. I worked in the finance industry for many years. So when I tell you this was not my area of expertise, it was not my area of expertise. And I discovered all the all the all the vitamins and minerals that it take to make a healthy dermis now i knew about the skin from the scalp perspective because of what i've learned in hair school and so forth but now we're talking about the entire body um and we're talking about how to feed that body i found out that jerry seinfeld's wife uh what is her name i want to say her name is is it Judy Seinfeld? But I went to Barnes and Noble. And while I was there, I was blown away that I was searching for cookbooks that had healthy foods um, for the skin and things of that nature. And I found um, Jerry Seinfeld's, the comedian Jerry Seinfeld, his wife created a book on how to hide healthy ingredients in your children's food. And it was the it was the turning point for me on how to feed my son. And so she had really clever things like flaxseed oil, you know, put drizzle it on the toast before you put some jelly on there. And um, I thought it was just unbelievable that, you know, that she, that she did that. Um, how to put flaxseed in oatmeal and and then, you know, douse it up with fruits and so forth so that your children will eat it and they'll never know that you had put flaxseed in it. And those were the things that I needed to, um, those were the things that I needed to, uh, uh, to, to do in order for my son's journey to begin. And it, it was amazing. I found out that aloe vera juice had so much um, benefits for the skin and for healing internally. So I found this aloe vera juice called, uh, what was the name of it? It's called George's a hundred percent aloe vera juice. I'm going to put a lot of these notes in the show notes, just in case somebody's listening and you, you have eczema, your family, your children have eczema, someone, you know, or love has eczema. And so I was literally able to heal my son from eczema guys. Oh, and by the way, um, Jerry Seinfeld's wife's name is Jessica Seinfeld. Um, she has a book that she created and she hid uh, all this food and so forth in her, how to hide healthy ingredients in, in, in your children's food in order to make sure that they're healthy. And listen, Jessica, if I ever get to meet you, I'm going to hug you and give you a kiss on the forehead or on the cheek because girlfriend, you 
kick-started my journey on trusting myself. And you kick-start my journey on how to hide healthy ingredients in food. It's like you created a monster by me finding that one book that you had. And I will also enter that book into the show notes. I don't know Jessica Seinfeld. I've never met her. But yes, I am promoting her book as old as it as it is because this was back in 2003 like I told you 2003 2004 um and I am super grateful um for that book and that started my journey as I said before um it started my journey on 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 that and um I'm just super super grateful super 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 grateful um from that point on I became obsessed with health. I became obsessed with eating healthy, being healthy, wanting to to do the healthy things that would definitely allow allow it to um, allow my son to be healed and stay healed. I started giving him aloe vera juice every single day um, with his orange juice or, you know, just mix it in with, with whatever he was drinking that day. I started making my own um, fruit juices. I got me a juicer, a Jack LaLanne <laughs> um, juicer. And anytime we had fruit in the house that was starting to get a little ripe and the kids aren't really eating it, I juiced it and made fruit punch every time. And that became our lifestyle. Um, and actually, the name of the book was Deceptively Delicious. Simple Secrets to Get Your Kids Eating Good Food. Oh, Jessica, you rock, girl. And actually, it was later. Um, this book wasn't in 2004. It came out in 2007. So that's that's around the time that I, I found that book. And I started really taking my son's um, health in my hands. And I literally watched his skin that used to look like alligator leather leather morph into um I started seeing that his his skin started morphing back to health it was the most like the most amazing thing I had ever witnessed that gave me a new confidence and I stopped trusting the internal medicine doctors as much when when my when when my intuition kicked in when my common sense of research started kicking in kicking in I was like you know what yeah I'm all set I'm definitely going to trust myself more I'm definitely going to research more and take my health into my own hands and not hand it over to strangers who went to school not to learn how to heal the body but how to manage the body how to manage the body with drugs and the anatomy they don't go to school to learn how to heal guys I'm so sorry to tell you that but they don't and I respect the medical field I wanted to go into the medical field I thought maybe if I can go into the medical field and become a nurse maybe and then a nurse practitioner and then have my own practice or become a, a a physician assistant that perhaps I can change the game but when I started going to the nurse when I started doing nursing and I went into the program I learned that nutrition was two seconds and the nutrition class that I took for nursing I did not find it useful it went against everything that I believed and I'm like what am I doing here and then when we started doing pharmacology and microbiology 
I thought to myself, wait a minute, are we not going to learn anything about how they heal the body? Absolutely not. So I realized that our healthcare system is not a curing people system. Not to say that it never happens. Not to say that there are not doctors out there trying to. But essentially, we are a healthcare management system, not a healthcare system that wants to cure people. As much as you see that there is a lot of um, commercials and, and a lot of advocacy about finding cures. The cures that are found also create other side effects. And so the cycle continues in different ways. But I digress because this is not what I'm here to talk about. So I healed my son. And I was so grateful. And it, it, it empowered me in a new, profound way. Um, from that point on, I started to... Um, I started to, to just research some more, started doing more, more work. Um, I helped my mother sustain her, um, you know, with the whole diabetes reversed it. Um, I mean, I helped a lot of people guys, a whole lot of people, people who was told that they had to get their pancreas, um, Removed and be on a transplant plant list, and we were able to turn that situation around within two weeks <laughs> of just eating properly. Um, and before I know it, I, I could honestly tell you that the Holy Spirit gave me this gift to be able to help create a meal plan that would be that's curtailed to a person's ailment. So if you had irritable bowel syndrome. The, pl- the health plan that I would do for you would be specific to that based on your health, your blood labs, and what you had going on. And this is what I do. And this is what I do. Now, for the longest time, I did not know. I didn't know how I was going to make a living doing that. Every time I thought about it, I could not see it. Until one day, the Lord gave me the vision for eternal well of health. eternal well of life center because there is an eternal well of living that needs to be done that can be done that has to be done here on earth and let me tell you it has been such an evolution from 2013 when that title came up I found a program online one day when I was trying to do some more research as always my my bookcase started looking like (laughs) like a medical doctor's library and I started diving in, just learning so much about the anatomy of the body, how it functions, how each system in our body functions. Because I was determined to understand this machine that I live in. This is my machine. This is my house. My body is my container where I live, where my spirit lives, where my soul dwells. And I was determined to figure out how to live in it and how to live in it well and how to keep my house clean and how to organize my house in such a way that it would allow me to to be the best version of myself and that has been my journey and I and I still stand in learning more and more and more about it I've had seasons where because I felt so defeated in in not knowing how to make this become a living um where I kind of slacked off and then I had to regroup because life has a way of 
reminding you what you need to be doing. Um, when you neglect something, you you pay the price for it, right? Well, moving forward, I have had my own medical journey um, in 2020, in 2019, 2020, 2021. Um, I worked with COVID patients at a hospital. And let me tell you, working at that hospital was sobering. I seen a lot of things happen. I saw how the medical field handled this COVID situation. I thought it was stupid and foolish from day one when they said that the way that you can catch it is by droplets only and that you just needed to stand six feet away from each other. I knew and and, and recognized that this was airborne from day one. It, you, you you don't just <laughs> take out a whole glo- practically a globe um, just by what I mean just by just droplets like this is airborne. There's something bigger and, and crazier going on here. And um, I worked in the pandemic the whole time with pandemic patients at a hospital up close and personal watching people come in and out of the hospital with um in and out of the hospital I watched them come in and out and some never came out I've watched parents and families grieve losing their their family members and I never caught it it wasn't until I left the hospital and stopped working and I I decided um, I had a lot of bullying going on at, at this particular department that I was working at um, for not at the time. Um, I wasn't sure about the vaccine at, at that time. I just wasn't. I felt like I needed more information. I needed to be sure on what it is that I was putting in my body. And I didn't feel like I had enough information. The government, the World Health Organization was very um, indecisive on what they believe this vaccine would accomplish. They couldn't give you a definitive answer. They were mandating people to take this vaccine, but they could not guarantee us that we would have great outcomes. And so I was not willing on playing Russian roulette with my health. I just wasn't. Um, I knew better and I didn't do it. I did not do it. And I knew the key to a healthy body is the building of an immune system. Now, I have literally have doctors tell me to my face that there is no scientific proof that you can build your immune system. And I I was floored. Mouth dropped to the floor. And it was a pediatrician. And... I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I could not, I could not wrap my mind around the fact that this person who I needed to trust with my child's health could open their mouth to say such a thing. It's like, where are you living under a rock? (laughs) What is happening? But I digress from that as well. And so, you know, I... I, I, like I said, I, I did well throughout the whole time I worked. I didn't get a chance to be at home and, and, and isolate myself. I did take a lot of precaution. I wore N95 masks. I, I 
I ate healthy. Um, I went on the World Health Organization website and I could not believe that as I was reading all the things that could help you with the COVID, the number one, the only thing that it showed that can actually cure it was garlic. And I couldn't believe that no one had said it in the news, but it was on the World Health Organization site. I could not believe that I saw it, which confirmed for me again how food is medicine. And so I continued to build my immune system, taking spirulina, making sure I'd have garlic capsules, zinc every day, vitamin D, um, a high dosage of um, vitamin C. I made sure that I had all my omegas, all my fruits and vegetables, high increase intake. Um, I stayed hydrated. I, I made sure I tried to sleep as best as I could. All of those things. And everything went fine. I never caught it. Nobody in my house caught it. <clears throat> and then when I quit um, my job, because they were pretty much saying, if you don't take it, you'll lose your job and all of this. They're trying to coerce us to take the vaccine, offering us like four or $500 if we take it and all this other stuff. And um, I ended up having to quit because I felt miserable and I felt like psychologically and emotionally I was depleting and if I didn't leave I felt like I was going to lose myself Um, it was a lot to witness a lot to close my eyes to and I couldn't do it anymore Um, I'm not going to get too far into what I saw and so forth because I'm not here for that either (laughs) but moving right along um, the week that I and so I left and I started the business Officially, Eternal Well of Life Center. And that's how the journey began. And let me tell you, throughout all of this, God was with me. I had been praying, fasting. God had been prompting me. I, I just, I was scared to leave my job because I knew that, well, at least in my mind, I felt like, you know, I needed this job in order to pay my bills. I'm a single mom. I have my, I was, my daughter was living with me at the time. My son was living with his dad. Um, we had a divorce many years ago. And let me tell you, I was afraid. And I, I remember being prompted. So many things were just going wrong at work, almost as if to kind of like push me out the door. It's like, okay, you don't want to leave on your own? Well, we're going to get you out of here type of deal. And I'm like, no. And I was sleeping, lights off, sleeping, and the TV turned on. I kid you not, guys, the TV just turned on. And when the TV turned on, I was like, like, you know, you know how when you're kind of groggy and you're like, what in the world? And I looked to see where the remote was. I thought maybe the remote was on my bed and I kind of rolled on it, but the remote was way over there on a table, way in my nightstand rather. And I'm like, what? How did the TV turn on? So. I'm like, okay, Lord, you want my attention. Because the person who was talking on the screen was Pastor Keon Henderson. Shout out to you, Pastor Henderson. Um, I met you before at Jubilee in Boston, but neither here nor there. Um, He started preaching. And what he was preaching about was exactly what I was toiling in my spirit about. And this man 
the Holy Spirit used this man to speak into my life about my fears around stepping out on faith, around the fact that the Lord was waiting on me to make a move in order for my purpose to, to be given birth. And that I I couldn't have and find a, a, a concrete blueprint that I had to have faith and take each step by faith to get to where I am today. And let me tell you, I boohoo because I felt the love of God, his comfort, his answers, because I had been praying and asking God for guidance. I had been praying and asking him for clarity. And I felt that in that moment, he gave me that clarity. I felt like in that moment, I can, I, I felt his, his spirit, his arms around me saying, Dina, I've got you. You just have to be willing to bet on you. I've already established what I'm going to do in you. But you have to believe and bet on yourself. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning. I wrote my letter of resignation and I spoke and I told the truth about the how I felt and how, how it was, I felt bullied. And why I had to leave. And that's what I did. That is what I did. I left because I felt bullied. I felt like I couldn't do it. And um, and I and I tried to stick in there, but they made it impossible for me to work. I never experienced that before in my life. I've always had great experience everywhere I worked, um, but that one was a miserable experience to me. Um, first one and last one because I now work for myself. Praise God. Um, well, kind of. <laughs> um, I still have another job as well as I do this, um, but that's neither here nor there. So I started this journey and it was rewarding. But um, I also was in the process of being part of a program at my church called Ministers in Training. In the week that I was starting that program, I caught I caught pneumonia and it became and, and well I caught COVID and then caught pneumonia. Um, you see what had happened is I had been working out every day and I literally had um, had been just burning the candle on both sides because I had just started a business. I'm working out every day. And my routine would be I'd go to the gym, I'd come out, I'd run my errands, and then I'd go home. Well, this particular day, um, it was in September, and it had been like in the 70s every single day, close to even the 80s. And I came out of the gym, I had a tank top on, some like short leggings and what have you. And I was sweating from doing my cardio and all my my workouts. And it was 40-something degrees. And I was like, whoa. And I hadn't been sleeping much. So my immune system was a little compromised. So somewhere I caught something. And I started developing this wet cough. And I knew that with the wet cough, I needed to be seen. I started to get a fever. I said, okay, it might have caught me. I went ahead and made an appointment to take a test. Got the test results. I had COVID. um, And I took the test at CVS. I had COVID. Okay, no big deal. I know about what to do. But this wet cough, though, was really debilitating. So I went ahead and um, 
I went to the emergency room and they did a full workup on me, blood, EKG, x-ray, the whole bit. Um, and the main purpose I had gone was to make sure that I didn't have pneumonia because I knew the Delta variant and pneumonia were not friends. It could be very deadly. And so the supervisor of the ER that I had gone to um, came and said, hey, you're a very healthy woman. Um, you just have COVID. And unfortunately, you're going to have to go through the symptoms. It's going to be pretty sucky, but all in all, you should be okay. And if you aren't, you need to hurry up and come back. I said, okay, but do I have pneumonia? Oh, no, you don't have pneumonia. Um, everything else turned out fine. You just have the virus. I said, okay. So I'm like, great. I go home. I begin to start working my concoctions, you know, start doing all my remedies and all the things I know to do to build my immune system. And I stayed with a temperature of 103 and it would not break at, even though I took 800 um, milligrams of ibuprofen, 900 or 950 milligrams of um, Tylenol, alternating them, my fever would not break. I think the lowest my fever got to was... 102.8 102.8 or something, but it stayed between that and 103. I found that extremely um, awkward, and but I had never had COVID before, so I'm thinking, well, maybe, wow, this, this COVID is no joke. And I had this cough that became worse and progressive, and it was debilitating. I couldn't open my mouth to say two words without myself coughing into a fit. It was, it was crazy. I couldn't even say, excuse me. I couldn't say, hey, nothing. I would, I, I coughed around the clock. And I remember being in my room. I was praying for someone. In the middle of my prayer, I heard, go to urgent room, or urgent care now. I've never, that's never happened to me before where in, in the midst of my prayer, that my prayer was interrupted by the Holy Spirit. Like, what? So, of course, I got up and I started to try and get dressed because when you have COVID, you feel so weak. Um, I got dressed. Sorry, I told my daughter, I said, hey, I'm headed to the urgent care. She was like, do you want me to go with you? I said, no. I had a mask on and everything because we had been isolating from each other in the house. And I said to her, I'm going to go to urgent care. Um, and she's like, okay. So I go to urgent care. I barely could drive there. When I get there, I barely can get out the car. I crawl out of the car, leaned onto this button to push the door open. And the door opens. And, I, you know, I went inside and so forth. And when they finally brought me to the back, the physician assistant comes to the back and says, hey, Miss Shackleton. Um, we see here in the system that you went to the ER and you had a full workup. They diagnosed you with pneumonia. So what did they give you for it? Now, I just told you that the supervisor of the ER told me I did not have pneumonia. And here I'm finding out that I did. And I said, no, sir, I don't have pneumonia. Um, they didn't diagnose me. She was like, it was like, he said, are you sure it's in the system? I said, what? What do you mean? He said, it's in the system. Now, mind you, I could barely talk to him because I'm coughing like crazy. 
Now I have some sister-in-laws who are in the medical field. They're nurse practitioners and nurses and so forth. And so, um, and they work in the ER and acute situations. And so I call them on the phone with my coughing hissy fit and ask them to be my advocate to speak on my behalf because I couldn't. And they are the ones who cross-examined the the physician assistant. And he was mortified, mortified that the fact that, that I found out that I wasn't told that I had pneumonia. He couldn't get me out of there fast enough. They told him what to prescribe me um, so that I could at least get a kickstart on on getting healed, which was like a ZPAP or something like that. And um, a, a breathalyzer, an abuterol breathalyzer, because I couldn't breathe. And um, I left. He didn't even he didn't even do my vitals. That's how mortified he was and tried to get me out of there as soon as possible. Um, I left, went to go pick up my prescription, took whatever I needed to take, and that I started to feel a little better. Um, I had a care package come to my house with a, um, an oxidominator. A, ox, a, ox, uh, I always mess up this word. It's a, it's a little machine that you put on your finger, and it pretty much keeps tabs on your oxygen levels. Um, and I, I had a care package from my brother and his wife, who is a nurse. And they brought me like, I don't know, like 30 or 15 toothbrushes. They were like, do not use the same toothbrush every day at all. <laughs> they brought me all these toothbrushes. They brought me the the little oxygen monitor, um, all this natural stuff, liquid zinc and liquid magnesium and NAC and all this stuff that I needed um, to build my immune system. And my cough just got so bad. My oxygen level dropped. I had to call 911 and the ambulance came and got me and brought me to the hospital. And what I will say about that part, because I don't want to get too, too long and miss the whole point of this podcast and to give you tools on how to move forward for 2023 what I will say to you is this I ended up being brought to the hospital the same hospital that they told me I had pneumonia because that's the closest one to me and went back to this ER I came by ambulance it took an, it took two hours before they could even see me when they saw me, they put an IV in my arm. My temperature was still at 103. They gave me some ibuprofen at 900 milligram or something like that. And put me in a wheelchair in the waiting area. And they left me there for 17 and a half hours after being there two hours, even though I came in an ambulance. I finally, I kept coming up to the desk every so often. I could, I was so inflamed. My lungs were so inflamed that I couldn't lean backward to let my back touch the chair or lean too forward. I had to kind of like, it was, it was just horrible. Every so often I would, I would find the strength to get up and ask them, when is it going to be my turn to be seen? And, you know, they'll be like, we're doing the best we can. And I know I've worked in the ER as a unit secretary. So I had the patience of Job for it because I understand how it could be. But after 17 and a half hours, plus the two hours, so we're talking about 17, 18, 19 hours in the ER with no one checking on you, your oxygen level is low, and I can't get any, listen, 
I finally went ballistic, almost died from just going off because I exerted to myself to no end. I had to tell them to find somebody to check my oxygen level. When they checked it, they came running frantic with an oxygen tank to put on me. And that is when I was finally checked in. And when I was checked in, it was absolutely horrible in the ER. Um, I had to tell them to give me an IV because I was dehydrated. I had, it's like I had to guide them on how to take care of me. It wasn't until I left the ER section and was admitted into the hospital that the corner, that, that my treatment became better. And I had my people bring me hydroxychloroquine. Yes, hydroxychloroquine. And all my vitamins, I had them bring it to the hospital in a bag, in a, in a backpack with you know my clothes and so forth and I didn't take anything from that hospital all I was there for was to be monitored and to get oxygen um they sent psychologists they sent doctors and different advocates to ask me why was I not willing to take the medication because I knew that if I would have taken the medication they were giving me I'd be on a ventilator and I would not have gone home I literally treated myself in that hospital. And the hydroxychloroquine that everyone talked trash about when when um, Trump said we should take it, that's been around for seven over 70 years, that has great results on killing viruses. That When I took that pill, that's when the corner turned for me. I promise you, I don't believe that I would be here today had I not taken that and had I not listened to my intuition. Well, the Holy Spirit that dwells in me, not my intuition. And I say all that to say, we have value. And there is so much safety in knowing God and serving God and being willing to bet on yourself. I made it out of that situation, but it gave me a new perspective. I was afraid to go to sleep at night because I wasn't sure if I was going to wake up. I couldn't breathe. I had never been in that situation before. When I did finally leave the hospital, I had to teach myself and renew my mind and remind my mind that I can actually breathe because I forgot how to breathe on my own. I was hospitalized for a little while. But coming out of that, tell you something it made me realize that anything you think that you're stressing over it's not important when you're almost in your deathbed you could care less about those things that you stress about because it won't matter anyway you won't be here it puts things into perspective and I just want to say to you that for 2023 you need to really understand the law of your mind and the power that you possess and the changes that you can make in your life. You probably see people running around with with all this new age language about how to manifest, how to manifest. Let me teach you how to manifest. That is a biblical spiritual law that God talks about in the Bible. 
Because as Christians, we learn that everything in life is built twice. First in the spirit realm, and then in the physical realm. You see, anything that does not have a foundation in the realm of the spirit, it has to disappear here in the physical realm. If you can't keep something here, that's because in the spirit realm it was not created. It's not supposed to be here. For it remains... It's, it's to remain, in order for it to remain, it must be created in the spirit realm. And I'm about to explain what that means. That's a spiritual law. This manifesting that you hear everyone doing, that's a spiritual law. See, we are spirits that live in a body so that we can have duality of, of the spirit realm and the physical realm. And the spirit can only communicate with the mind. Your mind is your will, your emotions, and your intellect. Your mind is the gateway. Gateway. It is the 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 the, the traveling transportation from the spirit realm to the physical realm. Your mind You understand what I'm saying? The gateway from the spirit realm to the physical realm is through your mind. That's where the transportation takes place. And your soul is simply your spirit that is conscious because of your mind. So they're like three in one, kind of like the Trinity. God's Son and Holy Spirit. Three in one. Because we are made in the likeness of God. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? I pray you do. You see, a lot of times we think that when we have thoughts in our mind that we created it. No, 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 no. You see, the fact that we can desire a thing means it already exists. It may not exist in the physical realm, but it it exists in the spiritual realm. We don't have the ability to, to desire what doesn't already exist. It only doesn't exist in the physical realm. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's all about the mind being transparent a trend is I mean it's all about the mind transporting I'm sorry it's being a transporting system from the spirit realm to the physical to give that thought that idea that what you're seeing inside of your head to give it frame to give it tangibility is from your mind this is how the vision that you have will find expression. That's how it finds expression. It's so important that we understand the power that lives within us. And see, the way that you can have that is to be closer to God. See, the closer I got to God, the more I dove into his word, the more I learned about God's character, the more I learned who I was and what I possessed. 
I learned the ability or the quality that lives in me that allows me to create and to provide value to this world. Seriously. It's so, 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 so important. See, there are methods that you can take in order to to find value, to gain wealth, to be successful. And it's different paths for different people, but spiritually speaking, your physical environment will gradually and eventually reflect the true state of your mind, of your mindset. Because your mind is the transportation between the spirit realm and the physical realm. It has to happen in the spirit realm first. See, the first way to upgrade your mind is one, to give access to superior word-based material. You need a mental transformation, and that is the word of God. Studying the word of God. Learning. Studying just whatever craft or whatever thing that you believe that you are called to do, that you're passionate about. Even if it's a hobby, it's a hobby to you, but it may be a value that you can provide to the world. Don't sleep on it. Trust what's in you. Number two is hearing the material over and over again until you have like this mental conviction. And then you change. When you read something seven times, you're liable of at least 60% of of the information to stay within you. So number two is hearing the, uh, the, the material or reading it over and over again until you have a mental conviction and change takes place. The third one is the law of value. It's a measure of your skill, your gift, your ability. Whether it's acquired by you practicing or it's an innate inheritance. But it's understanding the value and honing in that value, those skill sets, those gifts. Because in Proverbs 18, 16, it says, A man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. So don't discount your gifts, the ones that you don't think are important. Don't discount them. The things that come easy to you, that to you, you don't even see it as a gift. And other people struggle in that area. No. Your gifts will make room for you and bring you before great men. A measure of your usefulness in the marketplace is also a measure of your ability to solve problems. 
you can provide solutions for this world. You have it in you. A lot of times we discount who we are and what we have inside of us because we, we're not clear that these gifts and these things that come easy to us, these are tools so we can solve problems in the world. It's so important that we understand that we have the ability to solve problems. We we really do. We have the ability. We have the the measure of your usefulness in the marketplace is is something that the world is waiting for. You may discount your gifts. You may discount what you have in you. You may be a person who can whip up a meal in 2.5 seconds while everyone else is struggling for hours. To you, it's nothing. It's just cooking a meal. It's just being able to put a meal together. But do you understand that skill set alone can be something that other mothers, other single parents, other single people can use as a tool? You see it every day where people are taking their gifts that that they have and they're putting use to it they're creating solutions in this world you must discover and develop problem solving skills if you want to prosper in life and you have don't overthink it it's the stuff that you do that's easy that seems like nothing to someone else i mean it seems like nothing to you but it's everything to someone else Become a master at what you do because that value is going to equal reward. And you're valuable as you grow in God. If you want to develop more, come to know the Lord, his character, his personality, and that allows you to now know yours. Believe it or not, it's a real formula. It's a real thing. Because the ability and the quality to create is is it's 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 the image of our creator. It's us being in the likeness of him. You understand? You want to be competent in your area. And plus, excellence attract people to you and opportunities to your life. It truly does. There's a gracing upon an individual and organization that moves in excellence. It attracts resources. And it's, it empowers you. Sometimes you don't know what you're supposed to do. Sometimes you feel like you're hearing from God and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Am I hearing from him or am I making this up? Like, what's going on? And let me tell you, the closer you get to God, the more you get to know who he is. Listen, the more these answers can be answered. I have five things that I do in order to know whether or not I'm hearing from God. And I'm going to share these five things with you. And I pray that it, 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 it becomes a tool for you as well. The first thing I do when I feel like I'm hearing God telling, prompting me to do something. And I want to make sure it's him and not something I'm making up in my mind or the enemy just trying to set me up. 
what I do is I ask myself these five questions. The first one is, does what I'm hearing line up with scripture? Does it line up with scripture? I try to find a scripture that will support what it is I'm hearing. And does it line up? And you have to pray for that. You pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help you find a scripture that lines up if this is his will. So that's why a prayer life is extremely important as well. And then number two, is it consistent with God's character? And the only way you're going to know whether it's consistent with God's character is to read about God and to learn who his character is, what his character looks like. What does it, how does it show up? And it shows up in several different ways, but you're going to learn specifically how it shows up for you by your relationship with God, by you taking time to spend with him, praying, meditating, listening, reading the word, following and being obedient to the word. That's how you are able to see if it's consistent with God's character. So number two is, is it consistent with God's character? Number three, Is it being confirmed through messages I'm hearing at church or studying in my quiet time? Are you finding that this thing that you are hearing or feel prompted to to do? Are you finding that everywhere you go, someone's bringing it up? You're seeing, you're, you're, you're colliding with sermons on YouTube or quotes or... You're hearing it everywhere you go. It's kind of like when you get a car and you get, let's say, a a RAV4. You never see RAV4s on the street, but all of a sudden they're all over the place. (laughs) Number three is, is it being confirmed through messages? Am I hearing it at church or in my studying quiet time? That's number three. Number four, is it beyond me? That's kind of huge because sometimes we are hearing the Lord um, to do things. And let me tell you, it almost seems unrealistic. Like, what? I can't do this. How? How am I going to do this? There's no way. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. Why, like how? But when God leads or prompts us to do something small, we will be able to do it if we're willing. But sometimes God calls us to do something big that, that we feel we can't do it in our own strength. Either it is beyond our ability or beyond our natural human desire. It's not something we we can strategize and manipulate into being by ourselves or in our own strength. Trust me, it's, it's not that. It can only happen by God's divine intervention. And usually if you're in that type of situation, the beauty of doing things beyond ourselves is that we will know it was, it was by God's doing and his alone. And to him, he'll get all the glory. And that is a clear sign as well that God is prompting you to do this. Like 
I have a whole, there's a whole vision around Eternal World of Life Center. And it's so huge that it scares, it used to, it used to scare me. It doesn't scare me anymore because I know that God does not give us a spirit of fear. And so it, it, it used to really, really make me feel insecure, but not anymore because I know all these things line up. And if it's bigger than me, then yeah, it's it's more than likely God. Because guess what? Why would we need God if we could do it all on our own anyway? So number four is, is it beyond me? Now number five is the ceiling, like the icing on the cake. And that is, would it please God? Will what I'm doing please God, serve God, elevate the kingdom of God? Because at the end of the day, whether it is or whether whether what we're hearing is is the Lord or not, if it pleases God, we're still we're still in good grace. We're still doing great things. And so those are the five things that I use in order to solidify and establish whether or not I'm hearing from the Lord. And whether or not the path that I'm going to going to is aligned with where the, the Lord wants me to be. Because he's waiting on me to get my mind in order to tap into the spirit realm and pull it down here on earth. That's why in, in the prayer that Jesus gave, gave us, it says, give us this day our daily bread. Right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because it's already done in heaven and we want to bring it here on earth. And God uses us as a portal to transport what's already established in heaven here on earth. And that transportation takes place through our mind. That's why the Bible is always saying you have to renew your mind. Because in renewing your mind, you can change the outcome of your life. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. When your mind is changed, your emotions change. When your emotions change, your behaviors change. When your behaviors change, your life changes. You understand? And how do you know there's a spirit realm? Well, what's in your mind, you can't prove to us that you can see it, but you know it's there. That's the spirit realm. So tap into that. Know that. So guys, this is the wrapping of 2022 with Eternal Well of Life podcast. I'm I'm so grateful and I'm just so thankful that you guys stuck it out with me and and that you were willing to listen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Seriously. I love you all. This has been such an experience. And to think I I wasn't going to do this podcast because I hated the sound of my voice. Can you imagine the lies that the enemy tells you in your head? That was my mind not thinking straight. But because I chose to press forward and follow those five signs, that those five things that I do, this is why I'm here right now. 
This is why I'm here right now. Because faith will unleash the supernatural. And it will lift you. You know what I mean? Have faith, guys. It's the only way you can please God. And so, happy new year. I pray that this year, 2023, you come in fiercely, boldly, intently, conscious, knowing your worth, knowing your value, ready to live on purpose with a purpose, knowing that you are purposed. That's why you're here. doesn't matter what your situation is. Nick Vavich is a man who was born with no arms and no leg. He has a beautiful wife, beautiful, I think it's four kids now, gorgeous. His wife adores him. He goes around the world preaching because he dared to bet on himself and to believe what the word of God says about who he is. That's it. He just dared to believe it. He tried to commit suicide before. But when he finally decided to believe, like, you know what, I'm here for a reason. There's a reason why I'm here. There is a reason why I am here. God makes no mistakes. I have no arms. I have no legs. But if you see this brother in action, you can't, even if you want to feel bad for him, you couldn't. Because he got it going on. And he's such an inspiration. I'll put his name in the show notes too so you can tap into what he has going on and see the example of if he can do it, you have zero excuse. Do you hear me? It's just your mind that needs to be renewed. And so welcome, welcome, welcome to 2023 coming up. I can't wait to introduce you guys into the next episode and what we have coming up down the pipeline. I'm excited. I'm grateful. I've been so honored. And as always, if you need someone to be your accountable coach, someone to help you with being healthy, with your health, your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, your psychological health, and to hold you accountable to your greatness, shoot on over to eternalwelloflife.com get you a health coach. We're here to serve you. That's what we're here to do. Everyone needs a coach. Everyone needs a friend. Everyone needs someone to believe in them, to push them to their purpose. When you think about a coach and how they push you on, if you play sports, that is, and they push you past your potential, That's what we're here to do. Because we can see in you what you sometimes have a little difficult time seeing in yourself. And most importantly, this is my favorite part of the show. Every show, I had promised the Lord that I was going to do an altar call. If you don't know Christ yet, or you're not sure about him, this is a moment right now where you can take the time 
to give your life to Christ. Be part of this kingdom. You'll, you won't regret it. It is a beautiful kingdom to be part of. To be a citizen of Christ from the kingdom of heaven. Life looks different. Life's not perfect, but life is livable. And he gives you grace and the peace that surpasses all understanding in all adversity. But you can also have heaven here on earth as well. So this is all you have to do in order to become part of the kingdom. Become my brother and sister in Christ, guys. All you have to say is, Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. But I believe that you came and you died on the cross for me so that my sins can be forgiven and I can be renewed by your blood. I believe that you died on the cross for me, Jesus. And I want to spend the rest of my life discovering you, learning you, and giving you my soul. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer just now, you're saved. Because it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, and whoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's John 3, verse 16. Welcome to the family. I'm so elated that you decided to give your life to God. You will not regret it. It changed my life. You're talking to someone who used to I used to party. I used to party. I used to be out here doing my thing. And I'm not saying partying is not enjoyable, but I was empty internally. I was empty. I only fed the external aspect of me, not the internal. But when I shifted, oh, my life is so rich. I'm so wealthy spiritually and emotionally. I'm grateful. I've been through some really hard times, guys. But I had so much peace in those seasons. Through divorce. Through divorce twice. And the second one was horrific. Peace that surpassed all understanding is what God gave me knowledge my wisdom comes fully paid for with no scholarship educated by the holy spirit right here in living color so i say welcome to the kingdom of god the first thing you need to do is find your bible go to a bookstore barnes and nobles you can even get them at at the goodwill store listen get you a bible that you can read and understand and start reading. And before you read, ask the Holy Spirit to be your mentor. To open your eyes. To learn. Start doing that. Then find a place where you can get your feet in. It'd be ideal to find an actual church. Or find a pastor online that you can join and become partners with. And watch and follow. And participate. 
find a community that will support you, who believes what you believe, that will help elevate you. And don't get judgy because just like colleges, you go to the school that best fits you for the for the major that you have. In school, you have all kinds of different personalities, but everybody's trying to get to the finish line, which is graduation. So when you go to church, don't have high expectation of the people. Your high expectation is always of Christ and God. Humans will flaw you, and that's okay because we are flawed, including you, including me. But we're on a trajectory of where we're trying to live in righteousness to the best of our ability. And that's all we can do is strive to be the best version of ourselves each and every day. When we walk in excellence, when we try to walk in righteousness and we try to stay in integrity, we are literally giving worship to God. And so I say to you, welcome aboard to the family of Jesus Christ in our community. We're so happy to have you. We love you. I love you. And I just want to say a quick prayer for you before I close out. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for allowing us to open our eyes, to have breath in our bodies. You gave us a gift as soon as we opened our eyes. You gave us the gift of a breath. That means we're still alive. We're still here in the running to walk and live in our purpose and to give you glory, God. Lord, we thank you for these people who have given their lives to you. Send and dispatch your angels to be their their guide, their mentors. The Holy Spirit, allow it to fall fresh upon them, Lord God. Find them, send their destiny helpers their way. Allow them to collide into their destiny helpers and to be open to receive from them. Show them where they ought to be, Lord God. It's a beautiful rendition of music to hear souls, to be, to give themselves to you, Lord God. I know heaven is rejoicing. That's what your word says. And so, Lord, guide them. Let no weapon formed against them, conspired against them, that feels like they have legal rights against them, prosper in any way. Do not allow it, Lord God. Protect them from the evil one. But Lord, for 2023, give them a new trajectory. Allow them to see themselves the way that you see them, Lord. Allow them to no longer have the taste of anything that's unrighteous or anything that goes against your will and your word. But elevate them, Lord God, in every area of their lives. Allow them to be the change agents in their families, in their communities, and in their lives as a whole. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We honor you. We glorify you. And it's in your matchless name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. We wrapped it up. It's official. It's official. Eternal Well of Life Center is now wrapped up for 2022. And again, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for, for being my guests, for lending me your ear, your heart. And prayerfully, thank you for giving your soul to the Lord. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm always praying for you. Because I pray to God that the audience that is ordained to hear my voice, where the Holy Spirit gets to speak through me, is here. So you're not here by accident. I prayed for you. 
I prayed for you. And so thank you for being obedient and listening in. May you be blessed as a result of it. Wow. I know a lot of you got a lot of celebrating to do, so I'm not going to hold you up anymore. Enjoy your day. Have a fantastic day. And thank you again for stopping by. My name is Dina Shackleton, and you have just wrapped it up with me at Eternal Well of Life Podcast. Be blessed. Take care.